But then if you turn back to me and do what I commanded you, I will bring you back to the place where I have chosen to be worshipped, even though you are scattered to the ends of the earth. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and on this podcast, we talk about pruning away all the stuff that's standing between you and the woman that God has called you to be. And a lot of times, that is just clutter. So this is the second of three episodes that we're going to focus on Do you have a clutter problem or do you have a routines problem? So that was the question last Wednesday. Today, we're going to talk about what to do if you've decided that you, in fact, have a clutter problem. And next Wednesday, we're going to talk about what to do if you have a routines problem. So go ahead and listen to last week's episode if you missed that to determine if you have a clutter problem. Um... And be sure to hit that subscribe button. I always forget to tell you guys to follow the show or subscribe to the show because um, that way you don't miss any episodes. And I know I listen to a lot of podcasts and then I think I'll remember which one it was and I don't. And then I'm like, oh man, who was that that I listened to? So if you like this topic, then hit subscribe. Okay, so this opening Bible passage doesn't necessarily have to do with clutter, but I wanted a Bible passage that kind of had like, come back to me, come back to me, because you're going to hear later on in the episode um, what I'm constantly telling my clients and what I'm doing when I'm working with clients. So if you're new here, I'm Gina and I'm a declutter coach. So I physically go into people's homes and I help them declutter their stuff. So I got a question the other day from a sweet friend of mine and we were talking about decluttering. And she asked me, should I stick to one area or should I just be decluttering as I go? And I thought that was a great question. And I thought, let me answer it here because if if one person's thinking it, there's usually more people that are thinking that. So when I get a call from a woman that is completely overwhelmed, maybe the whole house feels like just a big pile of clutter, I always recommend we begin in her wardrobe and then we progress to her bedroom. Maybe if there's a bathroom attached to that, we'll do that. And the reason I do that is because I like to give the the woman that I'm working with kind of like her, her oasis in the middle of this crazy storm of a house. And it's kind of just a retreat that she gets to go to at the end of the night, and it's a calm place. It's a It's a place where she starts her day and it's easy to get dressed. And that's her first decision is an easy one because her wardrobe is only filled with things that fit, flatter, and make her feel fabulous. So that's an ideal situation. But I understand that there are other times in life where you just need an area decluttered. And I will definitely do that. If I get a call from someone that says, my 
kid's playroom is a disaster. My basement is a disaster. The garage, the kitchen, I will happily go and do one room. I don't necessarily work with people for their whole house um, a lot of the times. I love those long-term clients where we do work through the whole house, but I will definitely go for one time. I've had lots of clients where I just go one time, we do one area of their home, and that's it. I never see them again. Um, so that's what I want to really focus on today is just one area of your home. And so to answer her question, should we stick to one area or should we, you know, declutter as we see it? I prefer that you choose an area and you focus on it because what you focus on is what will thrive. So if you're doing a junk drawer in the kitchen and then you're doing a drawer up in your bathroom and then you're hitting a bin in the basement and you're decluttering these things, you might be investing hours of your time doing that, but at the end of the day, you don't see any progress. Whereas if you focus on one small area or one room of your house, you're going to see progress so much faster and that's going to build that declutter muscle because I really do believe it's a muscle and I see it. I just said to my client this weekend, we were down, she did almost an entire storage unit of toys in 13 minutes and we were just laughing. I was like, I'm, I have five more minutes. I'm like, how much more can you get done? And we were just laughing because I said to her, don't you see how fast this is going to get going? Like, it's a slow start a lot of times, but then once that muscle is strengthened, it's like, go, go, go. Like, there's a, there's been a lot of clients where I can physically hardly keep up with taking the bags out to my car as they are, like, frantically going through stuff. So it gets faster and it gets easier um, when you work the process. So that's why I recommend focusing on one area so that you're going to see the results, you're going to build that muscle, you're going to get um, satisfaction of seeing a completed area, and then you can move on. Now, as your house gets decluttered and you'll have less and less stuff that is exiting your home, then it becomes an ongoing project. And that's when you're simply making dinner and you open a drawer in the kitchen and you're like, you know what? I don't need 14 spoons. So you get rid of them. And that's just kind of a thing. So my other recommendation is that you always have a donation bag kind of active in your house. I have a few. I usually have one in my closet. Um, that's for clothing and things that as soon as it comes through the laundry and I decide that it's too small, it's too torn, it's too stained, it goes right into the donation bin. I have another secret location in my basement for things that if the kids don't pick up their toys or it's a toy that I really want to get rid of, but I'm not sure, it kind of goes into my donation timeout and I keep it there for a while. And if nobody asks about it for a few weeks or a few months, then I donate it. <laughs> but my kids have discovered that um, that spot and it's not even a big deal anymore. Sometimes they'll be like, I wanted this. I'll be like, all right, take it. And then, you know, two weeks later, it's still not being loved and I put it back in there and it eventually leaves. So the as you go is going to be an ongoing process. You will always have things to declutter. And I talked about this a little bit last week where I said, like, you're going to move through seasons of life where things are actively being used and loved, but then you might move out of that phase. You know, like the stuff that you owned as a college student and used every single day of your life as a college student, you probably don't even think about at all now. You know, like, you, do you have a backpack? Do you have a pencil case? Do you like, you probably don't have any of those things anymore that you had in high school or college. You know, it's just like 
it's a different season of life, okay? So decluttering is always going to be an ongoing process. All right, so for today's episode, I want to focus on one area of the home, and I thought, let me just pick a room that I think we can all just kind of visualize in our heads. And for that reason, I'm going to choose a guest room, because last week I made an offhand comment about tossing the sleeping bag into the guest room because it's like, ah, we never use that room, and it's just like a junk room. Like, do you guys have a junk room in your house? Like, you have an immaculate house, but you have like a junk room, or your basement's a mess, or your garage is a mess, or whatever. But I think... You know, a lot of times people have like one room or one closet, you know, and that's just the room that you close the door and you don't go into it. So for that, for those, that reason, I want to kind of focus on just a guest room, okay? In your mind, replace this podcast topic with whatever room or area of your home that you're thinking about that you think, oh, if I only had one week this summer to dedicate to decluttering, this is the area of my home that I would do, okay? So that's what I want to kind of put in your head, right? Your particular home. Um, okay, so let's pretend we're walking into this guest room or you're walking into whatever area of your home that you want to declutter. Um, and you've decided that you have a clutter problem. And when you have a clutter problem, it means that things don't have a home, all right? So you're going to walk into the guest room and... You can begin in the closet. You can begin in the drawers. Maybe you can't even open the door. So you're going to begin with the very first thing that is at your feet. And it's not uncommon that there's stuff immediately in a room and we can't even get into the room. And in those cases, I just begin right there. I just pick up the first thing that my feet hit and I say, okay, let's talk about this. So the other thing that my friend asked me the other day, she goes, do you have questions that you kind of run through to ask? Do I want to keep this? And Um... The answer to that is yes and no. Um, A lot of times when I'm working with clients, they'll either say right away, oh, I need that, or oh, we can get rid of that. But it's when they hesitate that I start going through the questions. So I think the easiest thing to do when you enter your area that you want to declutter is pick up something and just really quickly, is it broken? Do you even want it? Okay, so those are going to be quick decisions and you just donate right away. So a lot of times that's what I'm dealing with. There's a more more times than not, I'm dealing with a homeowner that is one, very ready to make progress because that's why they've called me. And two, they kind of know that a lot of this stuff can go and it needs to go. Um, so those are very easy decisions. Where I start getting into the questions is when they're not sure. And I can tell right away when I pick up an item and they don't give me an immediate answer. And then I'll say, okay, um, tell me about this. So let's just make up something. Let's say it's, since I used a sleeping bag last week, I'm going to stick with the sleeping bag. So let's say I say to the homeowner, okay, tell me about the sleeping bag. And they say, well, we would love to camp more as a family, but we really don't. And we put this sleeping bag in here, I don't know, six months ago because the kid had to sleep over at a friend's house and um, this is just where it got tossed. And then I say, okay, so you used it six months ago. Do you think that your kids will use it again in the next six months or the next year? Probably. They'll probably have another sleepover. Okay. Then where do you want this to live? And we're, okay, I forgot to say this. Let's pretend we're cleaning out this guest room because you have guests coming, okay? So we are going to make this room as beautiful as we can make it. 
So I will then say, okay, where do you want to keep this sleeping bag? Like, where is it going to live in your house? And maybe they'll say, it needs to go in my kid's bedroom closet. Okay, then that's where it's going to live. Maybe it'll go in the garage. And this is why I chose the opening Bible passage that I chose about scattered and coming back, because then I will either run and put the sleeping bag in the basement, the garage, or the kid's closet. And then, or if the homeowner did it, they'll run and do that. And that's when I say, come back to me, come back to me. Like a lot of times throughout the course of the day, I'll be like, hey, come back to me, come back to me. Because really when you hire me, you're hiring me for the accountability. And what happens so many times when we try to declutter on our own is that we take the sleeping bag to the kid's closet and then we get sidetracked because we're like, oh, they don't wear these jeans anymore. They don't wear this anymore. Why are we still holding on to this, this outfit from when they were three years old and it was the Easter pictures? So that's when you kind of get scattered and you get distracted and you get off course. So I'm always like, come back to me. You know, and sometimes I have to go find the homeowner and be like, come on, come on back to the guest room. Okay. So that's why I had that opening Bible passage. And I want you to kind of remember that as you're decluttering your own home, just come back to me, come back to me. Okay. And just remember, go back to the place that you really want to focus on. Okay. Otherwise you're not going to make any progress. Now, when you toss the sleeping bag in the kid's closet or in the garage or in the basement, wherever you decided that it's going to live, you are just going to literally put it in the best place you can for the moment. And you're going to get back to the guest room. You're not going to worry about finding the very perfect spot for the sleeping bag. You're not going to worry about ordering the perfect bin or basket. You're not going to worry about hanging it up perfectly. You're not going to clear space for it. You are literally going to dump it and go back to the room. Now, this will cause rooms of your home to get messier. And that's part of the decluttering process that you're just going to have to embrace because at least it's putting the item in the room that it will eventually live in, okay? So eventually, you're going to be moving from room to room to room, and things are going to get tossed in other rooms that aren't being decluttered currently, but what will happen is you'll have one fully, completely decluttered and organized room at a time, and you're just going to work your way through the house, and that's how you just kind of stay focused and how you're going to see the best results and the most progress, and it's going to keep you motivated to keep going because you're going to see completed projects, okay? So that's why sometimes it's good to start in the wardrobe because it's a quick thing to do relatively. Like it's probably, I use five hours to do a wardrobe, um, which would probably be like 10 hours for you by yourself because remember, I'm working with the homeowner, so it's two man hours for every one. So um, give yourself about 10 hours to do a wardrobe. You know, I have different episodes on wardrobes that you can listen to. But anyway, so don't stress too much that you're just tossing the sleeping bag and now that room is becoming a mess. You have to let that go and come back to the guest room, okay? Um, Because you've decided that you're going to keep it. Um, If you can't decide, so say you're not sure about the sleeping bag, then you start asking yourself questions. And I don't have hard hard rules about which questions to ask yourself, but just kind of use what you think. Like, are you still using it? Um, do you have something, do you own something else that could do the same job? So for instance, do your other kids have sleeping bags? Could they share a sleeping bag? If you're not doing family camping and sleeping bags are only used for like 
when a friend invites you over for a sleepover, you know, like how many times is it really happening that two kids are having a sleepover? You know what I mean? So like, is there a way for them to share one? Do you have a sleeping bag and the kids can borrow yours because you're not really using yours that much? You know, like, or do they really just use a sleeping bag to watch TV and they cuddle up? You know, maybe you just need blankets and a pillow. Maybe you don't need a sleeping bag. Okay, so start thinking about are there other things that we already own that we love for sure that will do the same job? And lastly, how easily could you replace this if you had to? So let's say you donated it and then in three months you're like, ah, kid got invited to a sleepover. Um, What are we going to do? Chances are you can borrow a sleeping bag from somebody else. You could buy another one for probably, you know, if it's indoors, just sleeping at somebody's house, you can buy a sleeping bag for 20 bucks. Okay, so just start thinking like, do I really need to hang on to this? It's taking up space in my home for how often we use it. All right. Um, And then I was going to say something else about this. I just lost my train of thought. Ah, I'm sorry. I'll come back to it. Oh, I know. If there's any hesitation in whether or not you want to keep it, my answer is keep it and move on. Okay. So you want to try to go as fast as you can go. Um, And if you decide that like, oh, I don't know what to do. What should I do? Just say, keep it. And then the next question is, where does it want to live in your house? And if you don't know the answer to that, then you ask yourself, where would I look for it first? And that's where you would put it. Okay. Um, And it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have some mistakes. You're going to be like, where did I put that thing? And, you know, my husband jokes all the time that I have this place in our house called Somewhere Special. And I don't know exactly where Somewhere Special is, but usually when I can't find something, he'll say, where did you put it? And I say, I put it somewhere special so I wouldn't lose it or I wouldn't forget. And then I have no idea where it is. So then you just go through the list of where could it be? Where Where's the logical places that it could be? Okay. Um, so that's it. And you, you really just, I mean, you want to just keep putting stuff in the rooms where it belongs. And then the stuff that's remaining in the guest room, the things that you know are going to live in this guest room. Now, guess what, guys? Now is when you get to do the fun stuff that everyone always wants to do. And that is you organize it, okay? Because what is left here is no longer clutter. This is the stuff that the guest room needs and what your guests are going to want, things that are going to make their their stay enjoyable, um, all those things, okay? So now you get to have fun organizing, okay? And this is when you do have my permission to go buy the bins and the baskets and the label makers and all that kind of stuff. Maybe display pretty things, right? Give the room a good clean out. And um, that's what you do. So we're going to move from a state of clutter. We're going to declutter. Then we're going to move into organizing the stuff that is not any longer called clutter. And then next week, next Wednesday, we're going to talk about how we implement the routines of things, okay? Because you can't organize clutter and you don't have routines if your stuff doesn't have a place to live, okay? So we're going to be moving next week into the routines. All right, have a great day and I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Don't forget, if you want to sign up for the retreat that is happening in May, the visitation retreat, we're going to be really meditating on when the Blessed Mother goes to visit Elizabeth and the 
area of your home that a guest would see when you open the front door. <gasps> I know. All right. So stay tuned for that little commercial and I'll see you on Saturday for a shorter five minute declutter with me. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, ladies. Let me ask you a question. When your doorbell rings, what's your first thought? Is it, oh, let's see who it is. And you swing the door open, ready to greet the person on the other side with a big smile and a hello, come on in. Or is it more like, oh gosh, everybody be quiet. Let's turn off the lights. Let's not open the door and let's just pretend that we're not home and hopefully they'll just go away. If this is the area of your home that you're struggling with, then have I got a treat for you. Join me on Sunday, May 14th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'll be hosting what I'm calling the Visitation Declutter Retreat. It's a two-hour virtual retreat where we dive deep into the image in the Bible of the visitation when our Blessed Mother goes to visit Elizabeth and stays with her for three months to help her as she gets ready for the birth of John the Baptist. And then we are going to move into actually decluttering the area of your home that would greet a guest when you open the front door. So grab your donation bag, sign up in the link in the show notes. It's going to be $40, two hours. Join me for prayer, fellowship, community, and the tools to not just declutter this area of your home, but you'll be able to take those same tools to declutter the rest of your home. Hope to see you there. Take care.